You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Now, obviously, I'm going to be biased about my next guest because I am a huge fan, not only for the work he does for the NFL Network, but he was part of the executive team that helped build two Super Bowl champions out of the New York Giants, helped defeat the evil empire of Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. I'm talking, of course, about Mark Ross from the NFL Network. Mark, thank you so much for joining the show today. Sure thing, sure thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, again, I've been a Giants fan since 1990, so I am, of course, going to be wildly biased. Okay, no problem, no problem. So um, I I think if you look at the NFC and AFC championship games, these four teams are really close. Like Bengals and 49ers, massive hot streaks. Chiefs are going to their fifth straight AFC championship game. And the Eagles, unfortunately, well, we saw what they did to New York last week. Is there one team, Mark, that stands out for you? Like, and, and I give you the I give you the right to change your mind seven times within this interview. Who right now do you think is the best team left in the NFL? Well, I'll start by this. Preseason, I picked the Chiefs to beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Midseason, oh. we do a thing. I picked uh, yeah, preseason. Go check it out. And then nice. midseason, I flipped with the Eagles beating the Chiefs. But as of yeah. right now. Based on Patrick Mahomes' ankle, I'm going Eagles over Bengals in the Super Bowl. And, yeah, as you mentioned, these are probably the four most talented teams in the league on both sides of the ball. That's what makes this so intriguing. Tons and tons of talent, well-coached teams, big-time quarterbacks. But I just got to give the edge to the Eagles just with their overall talent on both sides of the ball and the way Jalen Hurts is playing now and the way he's ascended. I love what Cincinnati's doing with Joe Burrow, but just giving the slight edge to, to Philly if they have to meet. Oh, I love it. We have the exact same picks. You know, I, I'm curious here, Mark. You went with the Eagles in the preseason, and the Eagles had a good. I think they were nine and eight last year, uh, but they got killed by Tampa in the playoffs. How much did the AJ Brown acquisition by the Eagles? How much did, did that influence your decision to take the uh, Eagles um, to make it to the Super Bowl? Well, it was really I visited them for the network during training camp. And just when I saw, it wasn't just A.J. Brown, but I believe that Jalen would, would ascend. You know, it was all about how much better he got. And I never thought he'd play at an MVP level. I thought he'd be really good. But that's really the biggest key is, is the MVP play he had. But not just A.J. Brown, but then on the defensive side, when I looked at that crew that they put together with Hassan Reddick, uh, yeah. you know, that they brought in there and then – uh, you know, they eventually bring in Bradbury, and they had so many guys that they brought in there that, like, the front, like, these guys are going to create some problems up front, which they did. Led the league in sacks, and then Darius Slay and Bradbury on the back end getting picks, and then they bring in Gardner. He he wasn't even on the team at that time, but just the job that they brought in with the, the influx of talent that they brought in there in the offseason to already go with a playoff team, and then you get a quarterback, a young quarterback who plays at a super, at MVP level. I mean, that's just why they are where they are right now. Yeah, and like Jordan Davis, Robert Quinn, you got backup defensive linemen that could start for uh, a, a lot of teams out there. So, I mean, I think I know the answer to this, but I'll, th- I'll still throw it out to you. Fair to say that they're uh, that the second-best team in terms of uh, offensive and defensive lines is the 49ers, and that Eagles are the team that probably are better in the trenches than even the mighty San Francisco. 
Yeah, th- those guys, it's going to be a battle in there. And if the, both of these teams, they'll be the best teams, the best fronts on both sides of the ball that either one has played all year. So that's kind of the intriguing thing about the matchup where it's just talent all over the place on both sides of the ball. And, you know, I think it's going to be a very, very, very close game, um, low-scoring game, and the, the difference will be that the only real mismatch I see, it's not even a mismatch, it's just the play that Jalen Hurts can make as opposed to Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy's done an outstanding job, uh, hasn't been afraid, tons of moxie intelligence, runs the offense, made some plays here and there, which all he really has to do. But I just think that Jalen Hurts' element is just going to be the difference. I, I agree. And by the way, I will say this about Brock Purdy. It's not just with the team around him. I give him credit. Did not have any turnovers against that Dan Quinn Dallas defense last week. Uh, but for me, maybe one of the most significant things we saw was his uh, Jalen Hurts, his first or second pass of the game, the 40-yarder to Devonta Smith. I think that one, if it didn't answer all the questions about the health of his shoulder, at the very least answered a bunch of them. Yeah, that really just set the tone. It was almost intentional to say, you know what, y'all, you're about to be in a long day here, Giants. And it was and right after that, they just rolled from there. Of course, the Giants completely overachieved this year. But the Eagles had been the best team in the league for most of the season. And it just everyone's kind of vision of them got clouded the last couple of games when Jalen didn't play. I'm like, wait a minute now, this this team was the best team in the league. And then it, specifically the last game against the the Giants where they didn't look great on offense and they kind of struggled a little bit against the Giants backups. But right from the start of that game, they were, they were clearly the better and more dominant team and Jalen looked 100% healthy. Joined by Mark Ross from the NFL Network. Speaking of quarterback health, let's go over to the AFC side where everything is based is talked about is based on one thing, the high ankle sprain and the health of Patrick Mahomes, and the line keeps moving. Cincinnati's favorite. Hey, look, there's Patrick Mahomes walking in practice. Now Kansas City's a slight favorite. How different does the Kansas City offense look if Patrick Mahomes uh, is not much of a threat running the ball or running the play action. Yeah, this is really the most fascinating injury I've ever seen where usually high ankle sprains keep people out four weeks, you know, average yeah. of four weeks. And here it is with Mahomes, like, yeah, he's got a high ankle sprain. He'll play this week. <laughs> As if nothing's wrong. <laughs> I mean, guys, just it's, a, it's, it's amazing. So here's the deal. Like, you're showing him with those little clips where he's not really running around and doing Patrick Mahomes sort of things. That'll be the true test once he gets in the game of how much moving around he can do the improvising that we know he's so special at. That's the element that probably won't be there. And if it is, I'll be very surprised. Is a, is a in the pocket Patrick Mahomes still one of the ten best, five best quarterbacks in the league? Absolutely, absolutely. But what makes him so special, and what could be the difference against a Cincinnati team who's already beat them with a health, healthy Patrick Mahomes, who's beat them three times in a row? Then they're not afraid. Like we're the better team than you, and now Patrick Mahomes is compromised, really playing on a, one leg or a leg and a half. Got to be super confident for Cincinnati, knowing that hey, let's just get after this guy and see if he can really move around and beat us doing the improvising that he usually does. And then the the other question I, I have with Kansas City, what happens? Jacksonville, not very good at defending the tight end. Travis Kelsey, I think, had 38 receptions in that game, which would be an NFL record. What happens if they, if, if, um, 
if Cincinnati is able to slow down Kelsey, how much faith do you have in someone else being able to make a play? Even if Patrick Mahomes is on his game, how much faith do you have in the other weapons that aren't Travis Kelsey? Yeah, that's that's fascinating, right? Every every game Kansas City plays and Kelsey's just running free against those single yeah. coverage and zone. Like, uh, is anyone going to game plan to stop this guy? But they do such a great job, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, of scheming him open. But that'll be focus one, two, and three for Cincinnati defense is to double Kelsey and make sure that he doesn't get loose. So then, in years past, that's this is where you really see the Tyreek Hill factor. Where it was that Tyreek can can explode on one play? The, yep. the offense of the Chiefs this year has been better than ever. So they haven't missed him because everybody there's been a bunch of guys in Juju and Marquez Valdez, Scan. McKinnon and, and Isaiah Pacheco, all these guys have been stepping up. Now this is the game when you get to the AFC Championship. Who can be that guy throughout the season? All of them have shown an ability to make plays. They just need one of those guys to step up again. Uh, so look for that because I don't think Cincinnati is going to let Kelsey beat them. Somebody else beat us, and they've shown that they're capable of doing that. Can they do it on the biggest stage is the question. It it really is. It's uh, it, uh, to me, it's one of my when I list like my ten favorite questions for those two games. That's near the top of the list. Uh, Mark, I'll leave you with this. Just uh, as someone who worked in front offices and as a scout for so long, how difficult is this offseason going to be for the Giants? Because one quarterback, Daniel Jones, has shown he's better than what he was early on, but we don't really know what the ceiling is. And then you also have an elite level running back but three of the four teams left in the playoffs don't really have elite level. Joe Mixon's good, but he's not. I wouldn't say he's elite. Um, certainly mm-hmm. Philly's got good running backs, none are elite. Same thing with Kansas City. Only San Francisco has it, and it was a guy they acquired late. But if you're the Giants, how hard is this offseason in terms of what you're going to do with contracts for Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley? Yeah, definitely a lot of questions coming into the season on both of those guys. Why did Daniel didn't have the fifth year option? And I think there's still those questions. Why Saquon Barkley was so controversial as the second pick in the draft because of all those things you mentioned. The running back importance has diminished. The injuries, which he's had. So here he was hurt again this year. And that's really the question. Do we roll it again with a running back? We've already invested a number two pick in him. Do we invest a huge amount of money in him as well? And then Daniel, the Daniel Jones questions. Yes, Brian Dayball worked his magic on him and kind of just kept him out of the way for most of the season. And they were winning close games but making plays here and there. Had those explosive games both against Minnesota where that's the best he's looked ever. Now Minnesota yeah. had the worst defense in the league, so it was kind of fool's gold a little bit. Then they play Philly, and he looks like the Daniel Jones that everyone was worried about and saying, is this guy the real guy? So. That's the tough part with the with Joe Shane, the new general manager, and Brian Dable. They had a press conference the other day, said they want both of them back. But once these price tags start getting involved, then, then it may turn different. And if you don't have those guys, particularly Daniel Jones, I think you can find you know other backs. Is okay. Who do you replace? Who do you? Where do you go to now? Do you draft a guy? Free agent market is not that robust for QB, so that's always the other side of it. It's like, okay, maybe this guy might not be worth it, but where do we go from here? Do we completely start over, or do we just try to keep rolling it back with him and get better around him? 
It's going to be such a hard off season for the Giants after a very satisfying. I mean, how tough is that? You've just had this very satisfying season. Your coach was coach of the year. You you outperformed all expectations, and now yeah. you, now you have to go into the, maybe the hardest off season that these guys are going to have to go into. No question, right? It was like the overachieving yeah. is almost was a gift and a curse. So the way it ended yeah. uh, right there at the end to show you how far away they were. From competing, yep. just getting so uh, you know beat so bad by the by the Eagles. It's a perfect way to put it. Hey, Mark, thank you so much for joining the show. People follow him on Twitter at Mark Cross, and again, check out his work at the NFL Network. All the best, Mark, and enjoy the weekend's games. Great, thanks. Take care now. Absolutely, you as well. That is Mark Ross from the NFL Network. Uh, before I go to break, I want to remind everyone that if you are looking to be the unofficial correspondent of the Waste Management Open in Arizona, well, we have got you covered here at TSN 1050. Here's what you're going to do, because you got a chance to win airfare for two to Scottsdale, four-night stay in a hotel. Um, I always weird, weird saying in a hotel. A four-night hotel stay for two. That sounds classier. You get two tickets to the Waste Management Open for the closing weekend. $500 cash to spend. $500 Golf Town gift card. Custom full bag fitting at Golf Town's Studio X. You want to win all this? Of course you do. So you're going listen, to listen to First Up every weekday for the daily Waste Management keyword. If you hear it, be sure to tune in to Overdrive that same day. When you hear the cue to call, you call in. 416-870-1050. First caller through with the correct keyword for that day wins a $100 Golf Town gift card and qualifies for the grand prize draw. First up with Cole, with Korolnik and Koliakovo, they'll be calling our grand prize winner on Friday, February 3rd. Full contest details at tsn1050.ca. Coming up on this side is our NFL picks and props. We pick the NFC-AFC championship game. I do that on my end. Producer Josh gives you a prop. All of it you can find on FanDuel, and that all comes next. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. This is found money. I want to parlay it. I want to make a big score. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Time for Maddie and Josh to get into this week's pick and prop. I don't want them to gain another yard. You Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! Game Plays 2023 NFL Playoff Picks for this weekend. That's right. We've been doing it throughout the playoffs, our picks and our props. And we're down. There's only three games left. There's only three football games left. Oh, that makes me so sad. Uh, before we get to the picks, just I want a yes or no answer from my producer, Josh. You did a nice job on that sting. Josh, Thank you. yes or no, have you seen Jerry Maguire? No. Moving on to our first game. Niners versus Eagles. Anyway, nope, focus. I love taking the Eagles. Two-and-a-half-point favorite at home over the 49ers. The Eagles are 15-1 with Hurts as their starter. 70 sacks. They led the league. They sat quarterbacks at 11.4% of a quarterback's dropbacks. That means 11.4% of the time, the quarterback dropped back, he got sacked. That's the highest mark since they started tracking that in 2000. 
Their offensive line negated Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, and Kayvon Thibodeau. And Jalen Hurts looked good and healthy. We saw it on that first deep pass to Devonta Smith on Saturday night. And also, new wrinkle to this, Mark Ross from the NFL Network picked the Eagles at the beginning of the year at the midway point and said they are the best team left. Give me the Eagles to win and cover at home against the 49ers. And what a game that will be. I may have to turn to the other side and look at what the 49ers have done throughout the year. They have not lost a game since before Halloween. You You can't even make that up for how good this 49ers team has been. It's the Kittles of the world, the McCaffreys, the trade that sparked the team up. Brock Purdy coming in as a replacement now as a starting QB on the roster. So I respect the Eagles, but it's going to be hard to beat those Niners. I'm going to side with the Niners. Go with the trend. Christian McCaffrey, 50-plus alt-rushing yards. And pair that with George Kittle, 40-plus receiving yards. And that equals plus 149 on FanDuel. In 47.4% of his games, McCaffrey has rushed for more than 60.5 yards. McCaffrey went over his rushing yards prop total in 10 of 18 games this season. And then on Kittle's side, Kittle averages 51 receiving yards. Four and a half more than his prop. So, I love it. Hit the line in two of his last five games. I get it. Eagles pass defense, one of the best in the league. But the connection that Brock Purdy and George Kittle have had throughout the year is nuts. So, give me Kittle, McCaffrey, plus 149. All right, let's move on to game number two. Bengals versus Chiefs. This line keeps moving. As of right now on FanDuel, the Bengals are now a one-point underdog on the road. They started as a three-point underdog. They got as high as like a two, maybe even like a two-point favorite in Kansas City. But right now they are a one-point underdog over – one-point underdog, excuse me. The Bengals one-point underdog on the road in Kansas City. I will take the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, Kansas City's just 2-2 two two at home in the AFC Championship game. I don't think Patrick Mahomes is going to be 100% healthy. I think that's going to impact their ability to convert on third and long. I think it's going to impact their ability for play action because Mahomes isn't going to be able to move around as much as he normally would. Also, that impacts the other running backs because defensive ends don't need to worry about the mobility of the KC quarterback. On top of that, you're not facing a Jags defense that allows tight ends to do whatever the hell they want. Cincinnati better against the tight end. So what happens if Kansas City needs to go to someone beyond Travis Kelsey? The longest reception last week against the Jags by Don Kelsey was Noah Gray. Only player to be targeted more than two times beside Kelsey was Kadarius Tony, Tony, Tony. Get out of here. Do you trust Juju Smith-Schuster? Do you trust Marcus Valdez-Scandling? Do you trust anyone that has three names as their full name? No! Joe Burrow, 3-0 and on the road in the playoffs in the last 13 months. 3-0 and in head-to-head matchups against Mahomes. Give me the Bengals. All right. You know, you know who we trust? The Offensive Player of the Year, the MVP, and the Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes. I respect uh-huh. your opinion. The Bengals went in, again, beat, yeah. beat Buffalo. They beat the Ravens. They have not lost a game since October. That's respectable. Yes. And they're already claiming that it's Burrowhead instead of Arrowhead. That seems a little <laughs> disrespectful. 
And they are poking the bear that Mahomes has had on this franchise. So you know what? I'm going to roll with the Chiefs. I respect your opinion. I really do. I really like that pick. I'm okay with any team winning this game. I don't trust the KC receivers other than Travis Kelsey right now. So I'm going to go on the other side for a man, Joe Burr, Joe Cool. He is calm, cool, and collected all the time. But I'm a little nervous picking Jamar Chase props. So I'm going to go to the other side. With T. Higgins over 56 and a half, receiving yards at minus 114 on FanDuel. In 7 of 15 games, Higgins has gone over his receiving prop. And Higgins, 64.3 receiving yards is his average, a 7.8 more. And he has a total of 56 and a half receiving yards in 50% of his games this season. Legereus Sneed, Carlos Dumlap will make it hard on Jamar Chase in this weekend's matchup. And Chiefs are 18th ranked in pass defense. Not the best. So, T. Higgins, I can see him hitting this line because he's hit it in, in twice. He's hit it twice in his last five games. So, T. Higgins yeah, over yeah. 56 and a half. It's uh, at minus 114. Yes, I think 56 and a half is the number he could absolutely hit, <laughs> even though they do have Tyler Boyd and Hayden Hurst as well. But uh, yeah, I think Tegan's going to get a lot of yeah. a lot of good matchups. And on, it, on if you want to play it down to an alt receiving of maybe fifty plus or forty plus, that's fine too. Just remember to pair it up and try to get some more money on your side. Yeah, don't be a coward. Just take it straight up. <laughs> All right, nice job by you. Those are our picks and props. Uh, coming up on the other side, Josh Applebaum is going to join us from VEASAN, and this is a new one. Usually we get all the guys on VEASAN, we love them. It's usually talking football or basketball or baseball, but Josh does a lot of hockey bets, and I'm just curious to get his thoughts on the Maple Leafs from a betting perspective. Is this a team that gets too much love from the gambling uh, community? Is it properly ranked, overranked, uh, uh, underrated, overrated? So we'll talk to him about the Leafs um, and just about a whole bunch of great games out there. And we'll ask his thoughts on the playoffs. We'll do that after traffic. And traffic is brought to you by JanPro, proudly serving Canadian businesses for over 25 years. Put your trust in JanPro, the leader in commercial cleaning and disinfection services. Visit janpro.ca today. Josh Applebaum from the only 24-7 broadcast network dedicated exclusively to sports betting, VEASAN, and that'll happen right after traffic. For a limited time, you can get a one-month VEASAN Pro subscription that takes you through the big games for just $9.99. You'll get access to their 24-7 channel, all their big game betting guides, pro betting tips, and more, all for less than 10 bucks. All you got to do is visit VEASAN.com for more. And if you listen to the show, you know what VEASAN is, but just in case, it is the sports betting network, the first 24-7 broadcast network dedicated exclusively to sports betting and joining me now betting analyst and host at vison it is josh applebaum josh thanks so much for joining the show today it's a pleasure thanks so much for having me it's a uh, it's gonna be great here to talk i think a few different sports on tsn today yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spin the wheel unless we're talking to former NFL quarterback Sean King. We don't talk hockey with many of the Vison employees, but uh, we're gonna break that rule today. And I totally forgot. Bad on me. I was doing a little prep. Bruins at Tampa, 
And, like, the money line is basically even all over the place. Um, the, the Bruins are never going to lose a game again. The Lightning are always going to scare Maple Leaf fans. When you see this game, do you, have an, uh, do you have a lean either way on this, or is this strictly a put the money away and just watch it? So I'm excited to sweat this game. I'm on the Bruins in this game. So a couple reasons. You've talked about it. Uh, Bruins have been unbelievable this year, 38-5-4, looking to challenge the, you know, the, or actually, you know, take over as the greatest regular season in the history of the NHL. That's how incredible they've been. Now, as a betting uh, angle here for the Bruins, think of it this way. If you would bet 100 bucks on the Bruins every game this year, you'd be up almost $1,500. That's how profitable Jesus. they've been. And even better, actually, if you take the puck line, which is your, your spread, your minus one and a half, to win by two goals or more at a better payout. So just from the standpoint of look at the odds, I mean, it's incredible. This is almost a pick game. You know, you're seeing the Bruins as a slight favorite, minus 115 across the market. Bruins are constantly laying, you know, minus 200, minus 300, these huge numbers here. So just from a value standpoint, getting the best team in hockey, maybe the best regular season team of all time at pretty much a pick type number, I can't really pass that up. Uh, we have seen some line movement toward Boston. When I'm betting hockey, guys, you know, to me, I look at a lot of line movement. I was, I'm also a contrarian better, but I bet quite a bit of chalk. A lot of favorites in hockey, you tend to see favorites do pretty well, um, especially with line movement in their favor because, you know, you, hockey's huge. I'm in Boston. You know, it's, it's huge in our region. It's huge in Canada where you guys are. But overall, compared to the other sports, it's not as heavily bet. So I don't really look at percentages, but line moves are important because line moves are driven by respected betters who know hockey, who set their own numbers, who play uh, the, their advantage or discrepancy over the book. So what I'm getting at here is Bruins have a line move. A lot of these books open. Uh, Tampa Bay, a short favorite, like minus 115 at home. Now it's flipped to Bruins around a minus 115 favorite. So that's a system I love, a dog-to-fave line move. When you flip that designation of who should win. Also, road favorites off a win. That's been a really good system this year. The Bruins would match here tonight. Those teams are 104 and 56, 65%. Almost a six percent ROI. Uh, Linus Olmark. Uh, you had Swayman play last game, so Olmark was the favorite to win the Vezina. I think he's around like plus one fifty now. He's rested, ready to go. And Boston is five and zero. Oh, their last five against Tampa. So if I lose on the bees tonight, you know, so be it. You're in a tough environment in Tampa, but there's no way I can lay off the Bruins at this price and then you know watch them win this game and say why didn't I get down? So give me the Bruins here, guys. Around minus one ten, minus one fifteen. Yeah, on, on FanDuel, I'm seeing it minus 113, but, you know, you're right. That's a, where the range is. By the way, how crazy. Here's how good Boston is. Tampa is at home. Andre Vasilevsky is healthy and in net tonight. And on the money line, Tampa is only minus 106. That in and of itself is a tip of the cap to how dominant the Bruins have been. Yeah, it's really incredible. And, you know, if you look at it the other way, it's like, I get it. You want to take Tampa tonight. You know, it's pretty much a pick and play. You're at home. Home ice is something that I put quite a bit of stock into. Obviously, if you're a good coach, you can match up and get the last ice change. But to me, it's kind of what you said. It speaks to how uh, incredible the Bruins have been and the respect of Boston that, you know, you can go to Tampa and be a slight favorite in this game. So the fact that they've done so well head-to-head against Tampa, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Bruins fan for life. And, you know, I, I used to really struggle going down to Tampa, but they've had their number recently. Again, 5-0 and the last five. Uh, also, you look at Tampa, they're just 1-7 as a dog this year. Bruins are 31-6 and six as a favorite. Much better uh, uh, penalty kill here, almost 87% versus 80%. So give me Boston, guys. Uh, I think it's a good spot to get the best team in hockey at a pretty low rate, uh, pretty low price here. Let's move over and again joined by Josh Apple, uh, Applebaum from uh, VEASAN. Um, the Leafs, 
From a betting perspective, how do you view the Leafs? They, they're kind of like the Cowboys. They're this public team that I feel gets more love than they deserve. Or is that just because I'm t- too close to it? Are they properly rated? When I, when I see them on the money line and puck line, I'm sometimes wondering, minus 295, what the hell's going on here? But how do you view the Maple Leafs from a betting perspective? Yeah, Maple Leafs are a team that I've bet quite a few uh, times this year. You know, I think one thing you look at is, um, some totals here with the Leafs, like you're right, you know, on the money line, there are some pretty good numbers here. Like if you look at, um, or pretty high numbers, I should say, you look at them last night, I mean, they were minus one, I think they were minus 150-ish against uh, the New York Rangers, you know, had to, uh, you know, kind of uh, sweat that thing out late to win three to two. To me with the Leafs, though, the one thing I worry about them is when they're a big favorite, they don't cover all the time. Like when I like them in the, you know, sub minus 200 range, like if you're getting them, you know, minus 150, minus 160, but they've given up a, quite a few bad losses when they're, like, favored by minus 200 or more. They're a huge oh, number yeah. of minus 300. So, to me, if you can get the Leafs on a decent price, um, they have been a great team as a favorite. Also, at home, that's a big thing. They're 19-3-4 and four at home. They've been one of the best home teams in the NHL. So, they score a lot. Uh, you look at some totals here. I, I've seen quite a few Leafs games go over. Obviously, last night wasn't a good example. But I like Toronto. I, I think they have a good... Good team here. There's a great Bruins-Toronto game. Uh, what was it, last week? That was an epic sweat. Uh, Bruins uh, kind of eked that thing out. But, yeah, yeah I respect yeah, yeah. the Leafs. I just would be wary of laying big prices with them. To me, they're a bet on if they're at home, and they're less than minus 200. Because this is the NHL and favorites never win in the playoffs or the opposite of the NBA, the Bruins, of course, will lose in the first round after they win the President's <laughs> Cup because that's what happens. And maybe I'm just trying to manifest itself as an angry Leaf fan. Uh, but I'm curious, if we get rid of you know the, the Boston, the Tampa, and the Maple Leafs for this, are there any NHL future bets that you like? And there's two that I kind of circled. The Penguins, 19-1 to 1 to win the Cup, sort of has that uh, last last ride with all the stars kind of vibe to it. Uh, Chris Letang returned the other night and had two goals as Pittsburgh defeated the Florida Panthers, who are 33-1 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup. Um, you can shame me for throwing those two names out there and uh, replace it with if there's one, uh, if there's another sort of NHL futures bet that you really like. So I'm not going to shame you on that one. Penguins, Crosby, Malkin, you know, I'm not going to bet against the Pens here. I, I would just say a couple teams that kind of caught my eye. Uh, the Devils are plus 1,600. This is a team that uh, has a pretty good mix of, you know, young players and Jack Hughes with some good veterans, and they're getting really good goaltending, good coaching here. So at plus 1,600, you know, that could be worth a look. Another one I'll throw at you, I don't know if they'll win the Cup, probably not, but the Seattle Kraken, they're plus 2,800. Uh, Kraken came to Boston maybe two weeks ago and beat the Bruins, and no one beats the Bruins you know, at the TD Garden, and I was really impressed. They have a really big defense core. Uh, obviously, they you know, struggled their first year as an expansion team, but starting to really put it together. So to me, with futures right now, the Bruins are plus 450. By the way, we're about to go legal in Boston or in Massachusetts. Ah, we're about to have legalized betting, so... If you want to meet me at the Encore, I, you know, just for fun, i got to uh, play a, a futures here on the Bruins at plus 450. Um, but I think if you're looking down the list for value, Penguins make sense, uh, Devils make sense, Kraken are plus 2,800. Uh, but I would also keep an eye on Carolina. They're plus 800, third best odds. If there's one team in the East that could give the Bruins some fits, Carolina might fit that bill. And, again, keep an eye out for the trade deadline. I would bookmark the odds right now. You know, do you see Bo Horvat get traded? Do you see any of these big moves across the market that you're hearing about? That could really affect the futures prices. You might want to get out ahead of these plays before, you know, a team makes a big trade and maybe their odds get adjusted quite a bit. 
Speaking of odds getting adjusted, this is a perfect radio segue to the <laughs> AFC Championship game. Uh, how much fun has it been tracking um, how Patrick Mahomes looks walking six feet to the line <laughs> that keeps moving between the Chiefs are the favorite, the Bengals are the favorite, now the Chiefs are the favorite again? So you're exactly right. This has been fascinating from just a back-and-forth perspective. And, you know, this in betting, it's all about not just who you like, but what number you get and when you place your bet. So, Perfect example here. This thing has been all over the place. You had Kansas City open as high as a minus three favorite at home early. Maybe that's a bit high. I think more openers are around like minus one, minus two. But immediately, with questions about Mahomes and his ankle, smart money hammered Cincinnati early. They flipped Cincy all the way to minus three, minus two and a half. And then we're kind of saying, okay, big move to Cincy, but we need clarity on Mahomes' ankle. And you are hearing uh, Andy Reid went on Tom Brady's podcast. He said, Mahomes is looking good. He should be able to play. Now you're uh, – it's almost like Spygate. I'm a Patriots fan. Someone's got cameras at, uh, at practice, and they're showing Mahomes moving around pretty good. And you've seen a huge buyback here on KC. KC is now back to a minus-one favorite at home. So the fact that this is so back and forth, to me, I would look to see if KC gets to minus-one-and-a-half. I'd be looking at Cincinnati in a teaser here. Teaser, uh, you can basically adjust the line uh, in your direction one way or the other to get a better price. It's kind of like a parlay, but uh, obviously you need all the legs to win. What I'm getting at is if you can get this number at KC minus one and a half and then basically tease up Cincinnati plus one and a half to plus seven and a half, I think that's a pretty good angle to back Cincinnati here. Whether they uh, win or lose, you know, based on the line, that's almost a pick them. Odds makers are predicting uh, a pretty close game. And I would look to maybe pair that up with San Fran in the teaser. Uh, San Francisco is plus two and a half at Philly. You take them up to plus eight and a half. I think, you know, you have seen chalk do very well. When you get to the, uh, the title games here, uh, the favorites tend to do very well straight up. The favorites in the AFC NFC championship game last, um, five years or, uh, sorry, the last decade or so, they're 26 and 12, 68%. So to me, it's a teaser opportunity. And again, do you see good, more good news on Mahomes? This line might move further in their direction. But really, as a uh, guy who likes to look at the odds, it's very rare you see such back-and-forth movement. And obviously, with so much money on the line, the books really need to get this number right. I love the Eagles to easily win and cover. Fair statement or a heaping dose of recency bias? Ooh, that one. So here's what I will say about Philly. Philly did see the line move in their favor. The Eagles opened uh, minus one and a half at home. They got immediately bet up to now minus two and a half. What's notable to me is the Eagles are a very popular bet. They're getting around 70% of bets across the market. Now, the stat I just gave you, those home teams, uh, or in particular the, the home favorites, are 23-9 and nine, uh, straight up over the last uh, couple decades here, 71%. So just winning the game, Philly. Like, I'd look at them maybe on the money line if you want to back them, minus 145. Uh, however, the one thing that's notable to me is Philly is such a popular bet. Again, getting 70% of bets or more. But they really, the books don't want to go to minus three. Like they're minus two and a half, Philly, minus 115 with the juice. That's what we kind of call being juiced up, where you have heavy juice in your side. It's telling you that they're making you pay a high price on Philly minus two and a half, but they're kind of reluctant to go to three because that's your most common key number in football. Uh, most common method of scoring is the field goal. Most common margin of victory is three. So whenever you're on or around a key number, to me, it's, you know, do you go through the key number? Do you hit the key number? Is there buyback? It looks like Philly, and I, what I'm getting at is, you know, I do like Philly here on the money line, but to me, why you're looking at San Fran as maybe teasing them up is the fact that everyone's betting Philly, but the books won't go to minus three. That tells me they're a little wary of giving out the plus three to San Fran. So 
Uh, not a crazy idea at all. I mean, Philly is in a good spot here. Uh, just from a very popular bet, I think San Fran could provide some value in a teaser. Josh, really appreciate it. You can follow him on Twitter at Josh underscore insights. And remember, go to vsin.com, V-S-I-N.com, to find all the shows, personalities, a lot of them you hear on this show. All the best, Josh, and uh, enjoy the weekend and enjoy a hell of a hockey game tonight between the <laughs> Bruins and the Lightning. Oh, I cannot wait, guys. It's going to be a great sweat. Thanks so much for having me on today. Absolutely. Take care. That is Josh Applebaum from VEASAN. I should remind everyone that tomorrow's Lotto Max jackpot is an estimated $26 million. So text Max and your name to 105050 for your chance to win $100 in Lotto Max tickets with Encore. Standard message rates apply to all entries. Lotto Max, dream to the max. Again, text the word max and your name to 105050. Uh, Josh, before we go to break, I'm trying to decide uh, what would be the best result in tonight's Bruins and Lightning game. And the best, like, the evil solution I had was uh, that at some point a vortex would rip open on the ice and all the players would spill into it. But that would be a little bit cruel and mean to all those players, friends, and family. So my next one is some point during the game, every player on the Bruins and the Lightning have an epiphany and they realize that professional sports are ridiculous and they all decide to immediately retire on the ice, shake hands like gentlemen, and go on their merry way. That is not the way I was thinking. Uh, I was just thinking of a classic Tampa yeah. hockey game um, where Boston's in town. They're absolutely rolling. But yeah. if it's if if we see a split in the middle of the ice and potential players th- fall through or like a black um, hole, kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, that'd be a what's going on in Florida. That, that- yeah, well, you know what? If, if, if you could pick any if you have a poll question, any state that you think would have the best chance of suddenly a black hole suddenly appearing and uh, devouring all life and, uh, and known existence within a 100-mile radius, I think Florida would probably be uh, at least one of the top states we would have on that list. <laughs> we, won't, we won't mention the 31-16 uh, the and 16 against the spread of the Bruins or no, the 22-24 no. and 24 record against the spread for the Tampa Bay Lightning. We'll talk about just, the... Uh, yeah. The nature aspect. Okay, no, we'll just go with this one. At some point, you know, Nikita, you know, Kucherov and, and Bergeron and Marshawn, they all, they all just get together and go, you know what, guys? Well, what are we doing? What are we doing with our lives? We're skating around with sticks? We need to do something else. Let's all retire today. Like right now, before the playoffs. Is, is, this, is this a little shot at Boston here? Or, uh, no, it's no, as, this as a is, Toronto no, fan? This, this is just fear of a Leaf fan yes. uh, when the playoffs come. That's all this is. Or maybe I'm just uh, maybe I, I'm workshopping I, tomorrow's opening thought. I don't. Know. I think Maple Leaf fans should other. definitely pay a close attention to this game because yeah. it's it's either going to be one of these teams that you'll be playing in the first and second round if you make it there. So Jesus, um, that's not fair. Keep 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 your minds open with uh, Linus Allmark, who's had a tremendous year, only three losses, and yeah. Andre Vasilevsky. They've turned it up. Lightning. Like they went on a they went on a heater, yeah. and uh, and the Bruins they're they're on a six game winning streak, Matt. I know, and they're, they're always they're... on a six game winning streak. They've been on a six game winning streak all year, the the entire season, and uh, entire season. It's, it's a pleasure that the Bruins are in town next yeah. Wednesday against the Maple Leafs. That yeah. should be a uh, a time, yeah, that should be the so split one one series. So watch out because. The the units of Bergeron, Marsh, and Pasternak, and then on the other side, 
know. There's the Kucherovs, there's the Stamkos, there's the Points, there's the Hagels, there's the Kalorns who continue to traumatize Maple Leafs fans. So, I hate this team so much. So tonight's 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 slate should be a uh, a learning lesson and can maybe some homework. Can I just can I just play the Caps and anyway, or the the Blue Jackets or the Canadians? Sure. Yeah, I'll get at it. I see what you're doing there. All right, we got to take a break. On the <laughs> other tough. side, yeah, it is tough. On the other side, we got sound of the day, but first traffic. Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I am your host, Matthew Cos. Gameplay on TSN 1050 was brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Uh, before we get to sound of the day, I feel shame. Producer Josh, I feel I need to get this off my chest. I uh, I went to a new doctor today for the first time. How did it and go? Just it went, it went well. He you know, seemed like a good guy. We just a little meet and greet, just went over my charts. I got myself set up for it to go get some blood work, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he asked, you know, do you have any allergies? No. Do you have any prior this? No. Do you smoke? No. Do you drink? Yes, I do. Hmm. How much? How many glasses a week would you say you have in a week? How many glasses do you have in a week? And I looked at him right in the eye, and I said, you know, maybe about five or six. Mm. A horrible lie by me, and I, I, I hated myself. I had that moment. Why don't I get this relationship started on the right note and actually be honest, and I couldn't do it. The shame overtook me, and I was going to go, well, you know, probably about 9 or 10, but to be fair, a lot of them European wines with lower alcohol levels, but I just didn't have the heart or the guts to do it. Did your doctor look at you with like a like a funny face or like an awkward he, reaction? He knew I was lying. I knew he knew I was lying. He knew I knew he knew I was lying. Let's get to it. Let's get to sound of the day. Sound of the day. Sound of the day. Here comes the sound of the day. And for sound of the day, we go back to the NBA. I think it's after last night, the uh, Denver Nuggets. Uh, they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, 107.99. But that's not of interest here. Here is the star, the guy who's going to probably win the MVP, Jokic, uh, stopping an interview midway to point out he's watching people kiss. Always, you know, uh, when the when team is playing in front of their crowds, it's uh, they're fighting, they're 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 never giving up. Uh, same same as us I mean, when we are playing home. So you know, you need to uh, have extra effort so you can. Uh, look at them, they're kissing. Look at them, they're enjoying life. <laughs> <laughs> Just at the end, oh, they enjoying life. <laughs> he picked it up mid was, mid yeah. interview. That's yeah, impressive. Yeah, and by the way, for, for accuracy's sake, it wasn't against uh, Milwaukee. Uh, Jokic missed that game, which was a back-to-back, so it must have been Tuesday's game at New Orleans at yep. the Bucks one, ninety-nine 99-98. Hey, they enjoy life. I like it. It's crisp. It's to the point. Josh, fantastic job. We will talk soon. For good sure. Luck, good luck with your picks. And, Appreciate uh, it. Yeah, let's, let's, and let's have some wins here. Let's we have need some, it. Well, no, no, no. See, if you have wins, I have losses. Because we're going against each other in both the AFC and NFC Championship game. So I wish you no luck, but full health. How about that? Agreed. Back we'll to you. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> That'll do it for me. Uh, tomorrow the show will get you set for Raptors. You got the Leafs taking on the Sens. Raptors taking on Golden State. And we'll look back at the Bruins and the Lightning. That game's going to be a bloodbath. That's it for me. Overdrive's coming up next. Time now for Traffic.